1: All right, good morning, welcome in. Uh, Y'all know that we've been talking, uh, well, TV media rights deals, uh, conference realignment, and name image likeness throughout the summer. All fantastic topics, you know? I mean, it's like sitting down in front of a 24-ounce ribeye and uh, a big, really good glass of eh, Russell's Reserve bourbon, which is a great partner on the show. Uh, But these are all wonderful topics, the ebb and flow of where we're going in collegiate athletics and what happened in the Big Ten and, well, I guess SEC as of late, with Texas and Oklahoma coming over sooner than later. Uh, Name image likeness has coaches more paranoid than ever, and they're already paranoid. So that's fun, too. And uh, we welcome in Ross Dellinger. On the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, SI.com, Sports Illustrated. Ross has been writing about these topics and doing a great job. He joins us on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. show is driven by your next Ram truck at Mack Hike and Flowood. Ross Dellinger, good morning, buddy. How are you?
2: Good morning. How are you guys?
1: Well, we're good. We're two and a half uh, weeks away, and I think we were able to make it through June and July, you know, shows and so on. We're back-to-back national champs in this state, which is not something that I ever thought would happen. Um, So it's been a good summer. Have y'all, did y'all vacation? Did y'all go anywhere fun this summer?
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah. We uh, went on a little short cruise, uh, uh, about a four-day cruise, and then um, we had... uh a weekend, a long weekend in Destin, Florida, in which day one was uh, interrupted by USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten.
1: <laughs> so, Dellinger was thinking, all right, I'm going to pack the cooler uh, full of Hanukins or blue moons or something. I'm going to chill out with my wife, enjoy life, just kind of look at the waves and the water, walk around, whatever. And all of a sudden, boom, Southern Cal, Slash UCLA decide to go to the Big Ten.
2: Yeah, pretty uh, pretty much. I was I was in my uh, destined condo for about ten minutes, literally. I uh, walked out on the balcony, and <laughs> my phone buzzed, and I didn't uh, see my family for another twelve hours. I guess.
1: <laughs> oh man, the life of covering uh, college football, especially with um, instant reaction, Twitter, and everything else that we deal with. So, I, Ross, I, you know, I worked for several years before getting into sports talk radio, sports marketing, all the different things that we're doing. And and so I came in from the business side, which is rare in our profession. Um, and so I've kind of got, you know, chuckled a lot over this reaction from fans and alums and coaches. But how much fun has it been or how many times have you found yourself laughing a little bit? Because the coaches, our coaches that we cover are already so paranoid. You throw in NIL in which they can't control really yet. We'll see what, how this evolves, and I'll get into that a little bit later in the interview. But um, have you found yourself shaking your head listening to some of the comments from the coaches knowing that they want to control everything and how paranoid they are and the fact that they can't really control NIL?
2: Yeah, it it has been, it has been interesting. It's been, um, you know, decades of, uh, the structure in college sports being that, um, the school, whether it's administration or coaches, you know, have, have full, pretty much full control on the athletes. And we've seen over the last couple of years, really starting, really it started with, with COVID, that the 2020 summer, um, we've seen the athlete's voice uh, become more uh, pronounced and stronger. And um, the movement, you know, now a couple years old, we've reached obviously a point where uh, the. the as somebody recently said to me, the pendulum has swung. And it was an athletic director who, who told me that. He said the pendulum has swung back the other too yeah. much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which uh, you know many in his profession would agree right that it swung too much for the for the athlete. Um, I don't think it's swinging back though you know we're, we're in a situation where um, you know the, the athletes, especially at the major schools that make so much money from the TV rights and such uh, are have control over their future a little more. in um, that that um, that scares. A lot of people in college sports it does and uh, and I, I understand that fear um, in a way you know um, when I was uh, 18 19 and 20 and in college and I were have gotten some of the checks that are being written you know through NIL and collectives uh, I would have probably not done a you know a really good job uh, with handling the money But you know what? That's part of life, right, is living and learning and making mistakes.
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky
1: just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com.
1: Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a whoo-hooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver?
1: He is Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated, SI.com. Does a great job covering uh, college football. He joins us on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Okay, I I like where you're going there as far as, you know, um, the shift of power to a certain extent. Uh, What do you think's next, Ross? Speaking of regulation and this getting regulated at some point, whether it's through a union or – they finally come up with a college football commissioner and then the conferences set some guidelines as we evolve in this thing continue. Or do you think we're 36 months away from some regulation, longer, shorter? How do you see it?
2: Uh, yeah, it's hard to say timing wise that things are moving very quickly though. Um, quicker than I think they ever have in college sports where things normally uh, in progress, it normally crawls uh, kind of, so it's moving pretty swiftly so I think I think that um, I think that the future probably does involve some kind of semi-pro uh, league and a lot of, I know a lot of college football fans especially in the South uh, don't want to hear that they don't want to hear that there's going to be some semi-pro kind of uh, professional type uh, entity and, uh, as operating, you know, college sports, but, or college football, at least. Is, but that's clearly where we're heading. Um, and I think a lot of coaches would tell you they want to head that way because already they feel like it's a professional. Uh, and Lane Kiffin has said this multiple times. It's a, you know, he said it when I sat down with him back in back in May up there in Oxford is it, it's a professional sport. It's turned into that, you know, and it's truly turned into that with NIL, but not only is it a professional sport, a, it is a professional sport without any real regulation. Uh, no real, you know, binding contracts, uh, no salary caps, um, you know, no no policy and control on the spending. And that that will end when you do fully professionalize. I like to say uh, that that college sports finds itself in a in a purgatory in between professionalism and amateurism and you know moving further and further away from amateurism but they haven't taken quite the big leap into professionalism yet and uh, until that happens you're not going to have you know any kind of regulation and you're going to have what we have now uh, and, but so I think the regulation and the Athlete employment, whether you know whether it's that uh, and college athletes being employees, or whether it is some collective bargaining, revenue sharing type situation. Uh, until you have all that, which I think is coming in the next, I would say
1: two to four years or so,
2: uh, then then you are going to have what we have today.
1: Okay, when you sat down with uh, Lane. Kip- Kiffin, I think Lane's been great. He's done a combination of things. One, as you know, Ross, a lot of when, when coaches are, are talking about it, Sabin Jimbo, Lane, among others, it, Billy Napier, it's also a call to action, don't you think, Ross, to their alums? In other words, guys, we just I, I just need to remind you, you know we have a collective and it needs to grow. And we need to pump money in it, um, and don't you agree? So it, it is that they're concerned, right? And they're trying to wrap their brain around something they don't control. But don't you think the flip side is it's a call to action to their alums when somebody like Lane is talking about it?
2: Absolutely, yeah. And that that you know that was kind of an overshadowed piece of what happened with Nick Saban and the Jimbo Fisher stuff. I mean, uh, people forget when Nick Saban said that about Jimbo and. About Dion Sanders and uh, about Miami, um, he was saying that in front of you know I think dozens, if not hundreds, of businessmen and uh, in, in Alabama boosters. Uh, I think it was a way to say, uh, "Hey, you know, get out your pocketbook. You have to start donating uh, <laughs> to this other thing, to this other entity." Uh, and that's happening a lot around the country in. Lane and I discussed that when I sat down with him in May. Is is him trying to convince boosters like, hey, you know, uh, there's this other thing now, and if we're not if we're not involved in it, then we're, we're gonna really be hurt on the field. And uh, I think that's what Nick Saban was trying to do, and that's what Lane has tried to do publicly. And as you mentioned, Billy Napier. I mean, they that is something. All the coaches, uh, you know, Brian Day said the 13 million dollar. Uh, quote, not too long ago. Uh, every All of them are trying to um, send some wake-up calls to their boosters that uh, we need help, we need you to donate to this other entity. And, you know, keep in mind, um, these boosters are many of them, right? They're, many of them are older, uh, they are usually white, and they have for years donated to the athletic department for facilities in coaching salaries and um, all that stuff, uh, and now they're being asked to donate more to an entity that basically funnels money to athletes that who are 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. Some have hardly taken a snap. So you can imagine the issue.
1: Uh, you just nailed it right there.
0: 18 plus.